Hello, media consumers. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm David Shoemaker. We're the hosts of The Ringer's Press Box Podcast. Twice a week, we have a free-flowing conversation where two old, old friends talk about media and sports and a little politics. Plus interviews with guests like John Krakauer and Jamel Hill. Funny stuff like the overworked Twitter joke of the week. Join us every Monday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I think that's right. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome back to What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. On this week's episode, we'll be exploring making friendships as adults with first my co-host and BFF, Stephen Othello, and later my guest, author and comedian, Lane Moore. First BFF time. How's your heart, Stephen? My heart is feeling very full. I've been feeling full all Mm. June. I think I said before June has been like a a tough, tough month for me. In the past, but uh, mm-hmm. right now I've been taking it literally one day at a time. So my color, if my color, if I had to pick a color, it would be like a uh, hunter green. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> you weren't <laughs> expecting to say that, huh? Nah, you just, I don't just... know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, my cup green, you though, you feel tell. me? Green cup gang. Oh dirt. my goodness. That's so funny. I could tell. I could see it come up in your mind. As you I, I'm looking at it. a lot of green things. So I'm like, all right, maybe green is the energy I'm in, you know? You surprised yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, back up. You have a collaborative brand called Kill Off Season. Talk to them. Yes, I do. And today you announced uh, a collaboration mm-hmm. with Brooklyn Circus. Do you want to say more or no? That's all. No, that's it. You know, I, I, I'm I'm very privileged and fortunate to be like able to collaborate with friends. And actually, you know, we learn and grow from each other. Um, I think that's really dope. And then, you know. My first time going into Brooklyn Circus was like 16, 17 years ago. And I went in as a, you know, just as a a fan. And then I ended up, you know, 17, 16 years later doing a collaboration with Ouija. So I think that's like crazy. Like time, that's time dope. is definitely of yeah. the essence, you know, and you got to be patient. That's a very iconic store slash brand. Absolutely. I have walked into that store many mm-hmm. times. How's your art? I'm feeling calm. I'm at my parents' house, so things are very chill and slow, which is, you know, sometimes we need that. A lot of times we need that. Um, I would say for a color, like a bright, light blue. Can you picture it? Yeah, I did. It was like a watercolor sky blue. Ooh, yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um, but yes, so we're talking about making friends as an adult. How's it been for you to make friends as an adult? If you do, which, I mean, I personally know that you do, but how has it been for you? It's actually been pretty dope, you know. Um, I thought about this today uh, as I was thinking about the, you know, the theme for the for this pod. I was like, yo, I met a lot of people in the last 10 years that I didn't know. And it's been dope. You get to you get to get out your comfort zone. You know, the conversations are different, especially when you go on to like functions that they throw, like the new friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm used to a certain amount of friends that, you know, like we all got the same interests because we've grown into the same interests. 
But like when you like meet someone new and then you're now introduced to their friend group, it's very, very, very different, you know, especially age as well. Right. I'm turning 40. A lot of my new friends are like in the 35 to 32 range that believe it, believe it or not, it's a difference. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. I think as I've gotten older, you know, we've talked about this offline. I've been more intentional Right. With like my energy, my time, my love, how much and how I give it and receive it. Um, But I definitely put more thought into friendships as I've gotten older as an adult. And, you know, considering I have anxiety and I'm I'm a bit of an introvert and homebody, it really takes effort to like make friendships as an adult and maintain them, which is important. I think sometimes we forget that because we're so used to whatever references we have of friendships growing up that it doesn't take effort. It just magically grows into something. Uh, it's the same as romantic relationships. You still have to put in work. But for me, I think it's just a little bit more hard, not harder. I want to say it just takes more work to make new friends as an adult because you still have to you know, open yourself up. And then also I keep in mind that you remind me of this, that we can have different types of friendships varying right. in like depth in closeness or the role they play in your life. And I think that helps with making friends as an adult. It lessens this, this expectation of what this person should be or what role they should play in your life. Do you think you met most of your early on friends uh, via work? Yes. I mean, we've talked about, we've talked about this, right? I'm like uh, when we were talking about music, where most of my close friends I've met through jobs I've had within the music industry. So yeah, most of my friends have been Tied to that, which I think is also why it's hard to make friends as an adult if you are a freelance because you're out here running around. That's mostly how you make friends. I've ma- I make friends now as an adult, like through other friends or through the internet because we have like common interests or values and we just start talking about whatever it is that we're posting. And then we meet up for coffee or drinks or things like that. And then, you know, a friendship is is born from that. Right. Yeah. I think... Um... For me, I've met a lot of friends via playing video games, honestly. Like on Xbox, you know, like you, you'll you link with one of your friends on the game and then other other new dudes are join that they he plays with. And then next to you know, you know, that's how I met one of my closest friends now who I do kill off season with. We met via playing video games. I didn't even know he had an interest in fashion and then he was talking and he said he worked at a specific store and he knew Quasi from, because Quasi, would, he's a stylist. He would be like, you know, shopping in that store, pulling clothes. And he's like, yeah, I used to, I'm the one that would sell the clothes to Quasi. And I told Quasi, he was like, oh, that's crazy. And then we ended up forming <laughs> the same interests. And it started with video game and it turned into a clothing line, you know? And I think like sometimes you just got to leave room for growth in the new relationships. Because, you know, you can go in there. I can go to the, you can meet somebody at like a gallery and then end up having interest in totally different things, right? Might be a screen a screenwriter for you if you're trying to do a play. Y'all just randomly had the same interest. Y'all needed each other in a moment in your life and y'all didn't even know why, what the purpose uh, was for. So you kind of got to let it grow. Now, now, all relationships ain't like that, but, you know, I think we start to realize which ones um, make sense for us and what don't, you know? Yeah. I was going to ask you what what's like the key for you when making friends as an adult. And maybe that's what it is. Oh, like being open, do you think? Yeah. Mm, like just being open and no expectations going into it. Like I don't expect my new friend to know everything about me. Right. In order for me to mm-hmm. 
for them to learn about me and vice versa, I need to be open to to exposing myself and vice versa, you know, and then also receiving it, you know, and uh, taking it in, um, asking questions and getting to know somebody on that level. Um, that takes time, you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily connect. I've, I've met a lot of people in the, in the industry and just, just being in New York City and, you know, it, everybody ain't my, my friends, you know what I'm saying, in that way that they ain't my people, you know, my besties type shit. Yeah. You know, it takes a while. I think it goes back again to like, I guess these friends could be different types. Uh, there's different types of friends or friendships and we have to be open to that. Mm-hmm. I think I hear a lot of people that it's hard for them to make friends as an adult because they feel like they have to start over. Like they have to like reintroduce themselves and share more. And pretty much just it's it's scary to be vulnerable. They have to be vulnerable again. There's always risk with being vulnerable, but it's more so is the risk worth it? Like if you want closeness with someone. I think it's important to keep in mind, but I understand like as you get older, you have your own routine going, right? So you do have to mm. kind of be open to breaking away from that and being open to someone else's routine or sharing your routine. And it does take vulnerability. Right, right. And I think, I think uh, we always evolving. So it's like, you should always be wanting to reintroduce yourself to people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, I think as you get older, that also happens. It's more so of like, take it or leave it. Kind of like, this is who I am. And I think ultimately what makes friendships, friendships is you feel seen for your whole self. I feel like those are the friendships that you want. But I, I'm trying to think back of like examples that I saw growing up or now of how to make friends as an adult. And I can't really think of any. I don't know if you know of any examples, whether it be like in music or movies that you saw of like making friends as an adult. Pay in full. You feel me? Everything <laughs> is paid in full. I mean, honestly, it was like like interest. You know, it was like like, uh, for example, right. Uh, Mitch was locked up with Rico. So when when Rico got out of jail, he looked for AZ uh, or Ace, right? He looked for Ace and was like, yo, I met your man, Mitch. I heard you got that, the, you know, the good shit, essentially. Like, let's do some business, right? Now, what I've been experiencing um, recently is like, um, when you remove the business out, is the relationship the same? So I've had friends that in the past few years that I no longer do business with, but now we don't speak as much as we used to. So it felt, it feels like our relationship was just literally um, the foundation of it was um, work. And when you remove the work, there's no friendship. And, uh, and now, so I, what I'm battling with is like, I'm battling with, uh, does it, does it matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, did it matter in the first so place? So as in like how, oh, okay. So what would have the friendship been like if business was never like a pillar to it? Right. But does it even matter? Like, is that what? It, like, was it was it for that, and that that was for that, and that's it? You know what I'm saying? Not putting no mm. pressure, or expectation that it should have been more. That's just what it is. Like letting go, let God essentially. I know when I've seen examples of making friends as an adult, it's always been like The Office or like shows where they're making friends at work. It's all like more so through right. work, and then you maintain a <laughs> friendship work, outside yo. of work. Yeah, and. I think if it's not, it's friends of friends. And I think that's another that's another conversation of like, how do you come into a friend group where you're the new person? And like, what happens it. if you don't like some of those other friends? Yo, I've done it. But I, <laughs> it came in, in both. It came in both spaces. So it came in uh, a girl I was dating and then it came with 
the the girl's friend being one of my close friends. So when I inherited her, I inherited him and I inherited them. Right. And it was dope because mm-hmm. it was like they had like a great energy. Um, they know who they if they hear this. Shout out to my guys and my girls. Uh, uh, I went bowling with the gang and it was a beautiful experience. You know what I'm saying? It was really dope. I whipped they, I whipped they ass in it. It felt good. It was like a good vibration. You know what I'm saying? But I know that the catalyst for it was, you know, dating this girl and then being friends with her best friend as well. I, they, they, they felt safe for letting me in, you know what I'm saying? To their friend group. And it was dope, but it did not last. It once, once I stopped being friends, (laughs) once I uh, stopped dating the girl, me and my oh, mans are yeah. still cool, but like, but the friends, I don't, I don't speak to them as much as I thought I would. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they, they chose <laughs> the, the other person. As they should, right? Like. <laughs> yeah, right. They've been friends longer. That'd be kind of sus if all of a sudden they're no longer best friends and you guys are best friends. But I think that that's also the first step is also being okay with feeling uncomfortable in a new environment with new people. And I feel like that's sometimes where people struggle or people don't really want to deal with. People don't want to feel uncomfortable after a certain age. But again, it's, you got to think about, is it worth it, right? To put yourself out there first, like literally, and then emotionally for a friendship that might be one of your strongest friendships. It just came later on in life. But is there anything else you want to add? You want to add, you want to talk about more people? Name, name, Man, name you them? Know, you know, nah, you know, I always got one extra thing that adds. So I was on Facebook today, right? I, I wanted to tell you this. I was on Facebook and I seen one of my boys, he he posted like this whole story about how he, uh, he met this girl. He posted a text message that he sent to his best friend, like, yo, I think I'm gonna get married, right? This was on that first date to the girl he was met up with. So he's explaining it like, mm. yo, yo, I think she, I think she it. And then he just proposed uh they, they was this was in 2019. He proposed uh in 2023. Oh, okay, okay. So it was like five years or something like okay. that. And he said, yo, back in the day, I didn't really think that that was a real statement. Like if uh when you know, you know, but it's true when you know you know. So it made me think, like, have I ever felt the the energy of, oh, I know, I know this is it. And I want to ask you the same question. Do you know when it's when in, that is it? I haven't felt that in the past, but I feel that now with who I'm dating. Like when, okay. Uh, but I have been like, oh, okay, this is this is it. It's a very like calming feeling of like, oh, I'm good. Like this is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Did you know that on the first day? No, I did not. Like I, I was, I mean, after the first day, I was definitely interested in knowing more about this person. And like I, there was, you know, a crush there. And as you've told me, I got to be careful with crushes, right? Because that's Absolutely. all lusty feelings. You need to take your time and get to know someone. See, I've, I've been listening. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I think, <laughs> but I think there was a moment specifically after I'm just like, it was just a feeling like it just comes over you and you're like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is the person. And what if, I'm, my question is like, what if you felt that way and it wasn't the person? Like... I don't know if that negates the feeling. Some things don't work out later. People change, right? Maybe that was it. You did feel that and it didn't work out. But I don't know if that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't think that negates how you felt. Have you felt that before? I felt it once. Um, it didn't work out, but I did yeah. feel it. I, I, at some point, I'm just like, I might not be cut in that type of cloth where like, I, ugh, as soon as I see her, I'm like, oh, this is it. She's the one. I might, that just not, mm-hmm. might not be my energy in general. I think it takes a level of like vulnerability to have that. I don't think I'm in that space yet. I'm God willing, I will be. 
I think it takes time. I think it's like, you know, first date, second date, 17th date, 38th date, you know, constantly getting to know somebody and growing with that person. And then you feel that feeling, you know, yes. that's what is, I, 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 I have agree. faith in that. I can, I can subscribe to that, but it, it, I ain't going to hold you. I'm an emotional roller coaster, and I love a, a good romantic story. And it was beautiful to read that. Like, as soon as I seen her, I knew that she was the one. I love that. I think that's amazing. I'm always excited about stories like that, you know? <laughs> Ladies, Stephen is a, a romantic for sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I believe in that feeling. Every I, Before I have felt it, I have wondered if that was real until I felt it. And then I'm like, oh, this is what they meant with this. But I... That is sounds special to feel that on the first date. I think it's still valid to feel that, like you said, on the 17th, whatever date. But I wish that for you if that's what you want to feel. Mm, dope. Thank you for talking to me and thank you for being my friend. Talk to him and talk to me and I'll talk to you. <laughs> I love you. No, I'm just I'm wilding right now. It's the one. No We're going to keep that. <laughs> uh, but I love you too. Um, I'll be right back with my guest, Lane Moore. So I'm here with Lane Moore, author of You Will Find Your People and How to Be Alone, host of Tinder Live and host of your own podcast. I thought it was just me, which I'm also obsessed with. So who better to talk about making friends as an adult? Uh, how are you doing, Lane? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. Oh, thank you for being on here. How has traveling been? Your show's been? Yeah, it's been really exciting. You know, I it's it's such a topic that is not talked about with as much nuance and care as it really should be. So it has been such a wonderful thing to be able to go around the country and on TV shows and all of these things and and talk about it in a different way than we're used to hearing friendships spoken about. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that that was the main reason to make this podcast is there's not a lot of nuance in the conversations when we talk about friendship. One of the reasons that I wrote this book is I was so frustrated and I didn't feel very seen in the way that people spoke about friendships. And just a lot of the messages that we hear, uh, the way people talk about friendships is that you know, everybody meets their best friends when they're five years old and they have them until they're 90 and just a lot of blame, a lot of, if you don't have that, you're, you must be unlovable. You must be bad. And I just was so frustrated with, with so many of these things I was, I was seeing because, you know, finding really healthy, loving, wonderful friends and being able to maintain those friendships as we grow and change has been a struggle for me and surprise, a struggle for so many of us that we're not talking about because the only things that we hear are that everyone is not having any of these issues. They're having a great time. What's wrong with you? And so, you know, it's been very powerful on so many levels because there was some fear, even from me in writing this book, that that what if... <laughs> You know, the response was a bunch of people being like, oh, that's so weird. You've struggled with that. It's been really easy for me. I don't understand it. And th there there might be those people out there, but I, I didn't write the book for them. I didn't write book the book for people who, you know, can't see that there are other types of people in this world. And that I think that there's so many reasons why your friendships could be challenging that have nothing to do with your own worthiness. Nothing. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that that last part is such a key as far as there's so much blame of you doing something wrong or you're not giving enough or why am I not getting this? I think a lot of us think that if somebody knew the things you'd been through, the ways people had hurt you, the things that you needed, if somebody had all this shorthand information, they would give it to you. The the, the hard part must just be mm. that they don't know that. And then you got to go through it all like a therapy intake. But I found, oh no, <laughs> even with that, even having given that out there, there was still a struggle. And so I really wanted to write a book about how, even when you think you've nailed it, you have better friends now, you've done it, you've achieved it. Those people can still let you down. They can still be a bad fit. You can still want to make it work. And it doesn't, you like, there were just so many topics around friendship and connection that I think from writing that first book, I was able to dive even deeper, particularly also because once you do all that work on yourself and you like get okay with being alone, there's this idea out there that like, oh, now your friendships are going to be perfect. You've solved it. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that's true. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of that saying, right? That you have to like love yourself first before you love someone else. But that takes away of the thought that you still have to work on yourself and you still have to work on whatever type of relationship you're in. The work doesn't stop just because you feel good or something feels good. So I think that's what I think of when you say that. First of all, though, how would you define a friendship? You know, it really it really varies. I There is a whole uh, chapter in the book that talks about how online friends absolutely are real friends. I don't like this idea that they're not, you know, I really... I'm on the side of if there is anyone out there in this world who makes you feel seen, you feel safe to be your fullest self with all sides of yourself, that is a friendship. I don't think that proximity makes a friendship. I think a a friend is somebody who you feel really safe to be yourself with as, as much as that is possible. If you're somebody who has anxiety, which I also do, uh, but you know, you feel relatively like you don't have to hide parts of yourself in order to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree. I think that's how I would define a friendship as well. And also a key to like chosen family is to have people that you feel seen with and like feel seen as your full self. And Besides me having anxiety, which makes it hard for me to make friends as an adult, (laughs) I also thought of like, as yeah, as you get older, your circle of friends, of close friends, gets smaller. And I'm like, I wonder if it's just hard for us to be open about opening up that circle, or we just have to be okay that some friends aren't, are in their own compartments. But what do you think? I think it's both. You know, I, I made sure to put a chapter in the book about how marriage and kids and things like that can shift our friendships. And, you know, even Mm -hmm. just these life changes, because I think that a lot of the time, that's why the circle shrinks. That's why the the circle morphs, because somebody is going through something that you're not going through yet, or you don't want to go through or whatever it is, or, you know, and you move into different, your lives just change. And it's not that those, that that's not possible to keep those friendships going. It is. But it's just a different thing that you're not going to face when you're 16 years old and you're friends with them versus if you're like 30 and you're dealing with that, you know? So one of the things I hear from people a lot is that a lot of what is hard about it, I think, is that people don't want to start over again. They don't want to feel like they're starting over again. So Mm. a lot of people will hold on to their friendships that they made in high school or in college 
way past their expiration date, uh, you know, for both parties even, you know, and, and you're just like, well, I can't do that. That's unheard of. But, you know, that's not necessarily the best thing for you. So I think that a lot of what is hard about making these like really great friendships as an adult is that we're still operating on the model of what we did when we were like 16, which is just, of course, not going to be relevant. And we have more tools at our disposal. But also, you know, we've racked up more fears, more hurt. You know, we're, we're not as like, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? Like a lot of us, if you've been through rough <laughs> friendship breakups, you know what the worst that could happen is. You don't want to go through that again. Yeah. Yeah. It's this fear of vulnerability, which I agree. You know, I, I feel also of just like yeah. you open yourself up, you're going to go through this hurt all over again. But I feel like, you know, I thought about this with relationships where vulnerability is the risk of getting hurt. Like that comes with opening yourself up. There's always going to be a risk. It's more so if like the risk is worth it. And I think that we have these back to your point of like, you know, we're going through, we're going by a model that we learned such at such a young age that we kind of hold on to these friendships longer or try to mold them into something that they are not meant to be at whatever point in our lives we're at. And right. And then that goes back to the, we're trying to make somebody who maybe, you know, if we really loved them in high school, maybe they're more of an acquaintance now. And that's just, and that's okay. And, but again, we don't want to do that because that feels crappy somehow. Again, like everything that I write about are things I've struggled with too. So I, which I think, I also think is better. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. I do talk about it with a lot of that nuance, a lot of that gravity, because I, I do, I hate when I hear people talk about it, like, well, just realize it wasn't meant to be. Now I solved it anyway. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that doesn't solve it. You know, like it doesn't what? solve it. It yeah. doesn't help. You don't take, you know, you don't take something from it and use it for yourself. And I think that's also what we forget when it comes to any type of relationship is that it's also about learning about yourself throughout these yes. types of relationships as well. You make a lot of references in your book about this where it's also what we saw growing up. Like it's the movies that we saw, it's the shows that we saw, it's the books that we read and it goes the same with romantic relationships where it should end or be a certain way. It doesn't take work. It's just magic. And, you know, yeah, we most of when I think back to movies and shows about friendships, these friendships last the entire storyline. Always, always. They end and with never both of them up. getting married. Yep. Yeah. There's never the like heartbreak. The or, is at the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if there is this like, you know, heartbreak or someone does someone dirty, it's totally okay. And they're forgiven and they become, they stay friends, which, you know, may happen, but we don't tell the other part of friendships do end and it's okay that they end. And, but yeah, I I know you made references in the book, but are there some shows or movies that you're like, that made such an impact on what you thought friendships were? Anne of Green Gables was a really big one for me. I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to meet this friend at school and she's going to be your platonic soulmate. And like, she's always sticks up for you. And like, if anyone bullies you, like she tells them, shut up. And like, you know, she helps you and your boyfriend get together. (laughs) Just all this stuff that's like, those were not my formative year friendships. I can tell you right now, (laughs) even if they were for a little while, they got so, so rough. You know, it's like someone ends up becoming your bully now. And you're like, what? Like they didn't show this. That would be insane. Right. So, and then things like 
you know, watching stuff like living single and like they're adults and they're like in their, I don't know, twenties and thirties and they all live in the same apartment and one person like lives two blocks away. And like, when I moved to New York city, I was like, it's going to be that. And it's like, Oh, it's not, it's really probably not, <laughs> you know, and your friend, like your roommates are your friends. Yeah. Your friend. And then seeing stuff like new girl and the office and, you know, all these shows that I yeah talk about in the book, because I think people aren't even aware of how much we've internalized what we've seen. Mm. And then that is the barometer mm-hmm. that we have to be like, Oh, and then, you know, on top of that, now we have social media that's like, you know, you have a stream of people being like, these are my girls. Nothing has ever, nothing bad has ever happened with us. These are, and you're like, Oh, I don't, I, I haven't taken a girl's trip with 18 women to Cabo yeah. where everyone was happy forever. Like I, what, what am I doing wrong? Like I was spending so much of my time kind of feeling like the only one that was struggling with this, because again, you know, you're seeing it on social media and you're seeing it on TV. So you have no reason to believe anybody else is struggling with this. Yeah. I mean, the the thing for me that I always saw was, you know, the groups of girlfriends. And I didn't have a group of girlfriends. I had, because I have anxiety, yeah. because I'm introverted, I have, I like very intimate one-on-one friendships Same. and relationships. I <laughs> thrive off of that. It is such an important thing to also see that just more so growing up, like as a teen, when you're more, I guess, easily influenced or impacted by these you know, perceptions where you're like, wait, that's where you start thinking is something wrong with me because I am not open to these type of things. And then unfortunately, sometimes you open yourself up and you're like, yeah, no, that wasn't a good experience because that might not be you. It might not be a fit for you. Like you said earlier, like that, that person, that situation might not be the right fit. And I think that that's such an important thing to be open to friendship breakups, but we know that those hurts God, do they hurt? So I think that that's also a thing is we don't see friendship breakups to begin with. And then when we experience them, we're not, we don't know what to do with it. You know, you did mention something earlier about, or we talked about how we still, it still takes work. Even when you think you're good, it still takes work. And uh, something that I really liked from the book is you comparing friendships to group projects, that it's one of your biggest group (laughs) projects is a friendship. like how 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 have you experienced that? Like what have you put into play to put to make a friendship work that you've wanted to work? Yeah, I mean, I tend to be somebody who, you know, with group projects was always the one who would like do all the work. I'd be like, ugh, I guess I'm gonna have to do this because no one else is doing anything. So like it definitely struggled with that. You have to give people a chance uh to show up for you and you have to maybe give people more tools. And so it's really been something where I've had to to maybe do a little bit more of that like work in those situations um, in, in some of those friendships. Sometimes you become friends with people who also were the only ones who did the, the work in the group project. And then that's always mm-hmm. nice because yeah. you're both bringing so much to the table <laughs> yeah. and you're not, you know, expecting that kind of slack off. But one of the hardest things about that has always been, it's almost easier when you're able to say, well, I did all the work on this group project, but to be fair, you know, I didn't expressly ask for their help. I didn't tell them what they could help with, blah, blah, blah. You know, even though I don't, again, it shouldn't be one person's job, but it's a lot easier to be like, oh, maybe they didn't know. Maybe they didn't know. But when you do take that proactive stance, be able to say, here's what I need. 
to be able to say, here's what you could help with, or like, this would be great to have that kind of communication. Sometimes what happens is that person still doesn't do it. And, you know, that has been a really hard thing for me because it takes so much of my energy to tell people, be vulnerable enough to tell people what I need, to tell people what makes me feel loved, to tell people, you know, if something is up with me and I could use backup. And then sometimes people don't, you know, I, 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 I talk about that in the book as well, where it's like, there's this idea that you, you tell people you need something and they'll just give it to you. And you just have to, all you have to do is ask. And it's like, oh, that's not true. A lot of the time, you know, yeah. there's so many other things that can come up and then you're faced with this. What do I do with this friendship? But, you know, at least I'm taking that proactive stance and it is at least, even though it's heartbreaking, an easier decision to be made where I can say, look, I gave people the instruction manual for me. <laughs> They're still not using it correctly. You know, they still, they didn't read it. They don't care, whatever it is. And then, you know, as hard as it is, at least you can say, I did everything I could have done in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we've talked a lot about how to make friends as adults, but in your opinion, what is the key thing to keep in mind when making friends as adults? You know, it depends. Uh, for me, I can speak to the type of person who historically has given a little bit too much, has overlooked uh, not really getting what I needed and just wanted to be the perfect friend for them and kind of didn't examine what they gave me back. So if that is uh, the type of person that, <laughs> that, that you are, then I can... <laughs> speak to that a lot. Cause you know, there are some people who go in and they're kind of like, what can I get from this friendship? I wish I was a little bit more like that. I, I don't think that either one is great. The dream is something in the middle. I think that yeah, that's where sure. it, that's really what it should be. So I think you should be looking at what you're getting out of this, looking at what you can give to them so that they're getting, it's again, that reciprocity. It, it should be that two way street where you're both just like, this feels great. Yeah, I think that that's super important is to keep keep yourself in mind pretty much yes. when you're making friends at at any age, but I could see how it gets harder as we get older because of what we were taught of to keep ourselves in mind. But is there anything else you want to add? I think this conversation has been amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I you know, one of the biggest things for me uh to realize and that I I put so much focus on in the book because I don't think we were taught this is to remember that you get to choose too. I, I always approached my friendships mm. as like, oh my God, someone's choosing me. Someone wants to be my friend. I, I've got to go along with it. This is so great. Who Because we want to be chosen. That's so human. That's beautiful. Yes. Yes. But remembering we get to choose too. Has, it has taken me my whole life to realize Wait, I get to say, even though this person wants to be my friend and that is such a, is such a dream. And, you know, especially I think for a lot of us who maybe weren't chosen as, as often as we'd like in our formative years, it's so easy to be like, someone wants to be my friend. They're going to be a great friend. And it's taken me so long to realize and has been very empowering to realize they can want to be my friend and they're not a good fit for me. And I can, I can choose no. Which it is yeah. radical, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, whew, that is, I mean, I can relate to that on any 
friendships and romantic relationships. And romantic of, like, relationships, you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have a choice. You have a choice in all of it. It's super important. Yeah. And I, I think, again, we... We forget, we don't know yet that we have a choice because we, on everything we saw was finally uh, someone likes me, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, that doesn't, that that's great. You are lovable. That doesn't yes. mean that you have to act on it or go with it either with any type of friendship. And I'm glad you said that. I'm glad that you shared that because I do think that's super important to keep in mind. And it helps you feel you know, it helps you feel better uh, about these things because, you know, it, it feels very hard when you feel like you're just going with whoever is picking you. Um, you know, you don't have much yeah. control over that. It feels really scary at a certain point. So, you know, reframing it that way has been huge for me. So it's something I really yeah. like reminding people of because I wish someone had told me sooner. Yeah. Whew, there's so many exhales on this. Yeah, <laughs> so many times. Um, but thank you so much, you know, Lane, for joining me, and and thank you for listening. If anyone has any stories or thoughts about making friends as an adult, please send us an email at whataboutyourfriendspod at gmail.com. I will talk to you next week. Bye.